Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meet Your Sticks podcast presented by Walton's Inc. God, don't say ink. Presented by before. Walton's, <laughs> not an ink. What are you? Are you afraid that it, people think we're a t-shirt printing company? It's just yeah, it sounds weird and confusing. And the don't we used to like include it at times because our domain name was waltonsinc.com. Uh-huh. But now that it's just waltons.com, just, just call get rid of it. Get rid of ink. Yeah. I'm surprised no comments on the fact that I changed into a collared oh, shirt. I'm shocked. You gave me such grief about I started wearing polos again. This is doing that because you did that. Or I've done this because you did that. You don't have to do that. And then the old school camo hat. Oh, I was about to say, I speaking like of hat. gear, I like that hat. Are we thinking about any new hats this end of the year? Or we, we got to wait till next year? Yeah, we'll see as we get along. Probably not the best time of the year to... No, for sure. Yeah. But maybe. We'll see. All right. couple of things. Uh, one, first thing we need to talk about is what happened Sunday. Sunday morning, I woke up, wanted to make my own pizza. I've been oh. thinking about sourdough pretty constantly recently. So I just reached out to Austin and said, hey, do you think Jenny would mind giving me some of her uh, sourdough culture? You said borrow? Borrow. And so I thought you were going to make something and let us try oh, yeah, it. That did not happen. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if it, you guys have ever made anything with sourdough, but like the sourdough isn't a dough, right? It's not like you're getting this dough ball. You mix it in with other ingredients and create a dough. So I did that. Um, and first of all, I was able to make like a very round pizza for me, at least. Like the last one was very oblong. <laughs> this one was very round. Then I threw it in the oven at 550 with no toppings, no sauce, no nothing for about four minutes. That lets it crisp up a little bit. Took it out, put on a homemade sauce, um, cheese, and pepperoni. And it was pro- it was the best homemade pizza I've ever made by a long shot. The, there was like no flop to the crust, but it wasn't like thick and overcooked. It was nice and thin. Basically perfect. Absolutely loved it. So... Sourdough is the way forward. You said you had a surprise for me. Well, first, is it some of the sourdough starter culture? No, first, I I want to I want to know um, when you asked for some of the sourdough starter, did you think we were going to give you like ready to go dough? Oh, I hundred percent thought that's what it was. Okay, hundred <laughs> percent thought that that's what it was. I, I was talking with my wife, and I'm like, like you should text John and talk with him about what he's doing right and, and so based on that conversation she was sharing like tidbits of it and i'm like yeah he thinks this is dough <laughs> so she sent me something saying do you need a recipe i'm like recipe why do you need a recipe i was like sure couldn't hurt she sent me something i was like oh i have to do other things <laughs> so, luckily i already had some yeast i'm so. glad it worked out because we were both like panicking like oh, oh we just crushed his dreams he's he <laughs> wants he's gonna have he thinks he's gonna have sourdough for his pizza tonight and he may not yeah it worked got it worked out. absolutely beautifully best pizza i've ever made by myself um all right other thing uh in meat and poultry magazine this is a magazine we get monthly um there's usually some pretty good articles in here but as i was going through it i see one article called a tre or a treasure in trimble that's very close to my last name so that's what caught my uh attention initially but then i looked down at the headline and it's paradise locker meets survives and thrives after a 2002 fire forced a, a strategic pivot paradise locker is a very good customer of walton's has been for a really long time um run by a great family uh, so if anyone has access to uh, this magazine or i believe you can find it online as well well worth reading it's a really cool story yeah. about a really cool family um, who I have met uh, the original owners. I don't know if that's the original. So the two sons run it now. Um, I met the owners, like their parents, but great people. Mm-hmm. So cool to see some recognition given around uh, to that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the pork rinds. Oh, oh no. So first we have I, to go with... I do have a surprise. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. All so, right. Okay, the the I, lid is not Yeah, I was like, going to say, on. the lid's not tight. Yeah, you don't. You leave the lid tight and you'll cause a problem because oh. it's reacting That's and probably how I killed Joe's. Where Remember when I killed Joe Hell's? Oh, you kept it closed? Yeah. Yeah, that'll kill it. Ah. Where were you hiding that? And, and I got like a marsupial Jeez. pouch. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> like there's it's no, a kangaroo. There's no table or anything. All right. So what do I do with this? 
Um, you'll have to ask my wife. Okay. Um, I know like kind of what to do with it. One, don't close the lid. Okay. Like it should just. So should it be just, open like that? No, just leave it like set on there. So okay. stuff contaminants don't get in it. Okay. But you want air to be able to get out. Does it sit um, in the fridge? Does it sit out at room temperature? Yeah. Out, out on the counter, like warmer ish, the better. Okay. Like if, if you are like me and would leave your house at like 55 to 60 during the winter, that'd be like bad for it. Okay. It, it wants like 70 to 80. Well, it wants something. Well, it's never going to get warmer. 80 in my house. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, if it's sitting 70 room temp, that's it's great. great. Um, you, you'll get angry if you don't treat it right. And what happens when that happens? I don't know. You got to talk to Jenny, but you feed it like once a day ish. What do I feed it? Uh, just, whole wheat flour goldfish um you like take like equal parts starter flour and water and you mix them together but she uses like bottled water purified water distilled water use don't use tap water okay uh, even if i have a filter yeah filter it's probably fine okay um and um if you like do that like it's going to grow it's like kind of bubbly mm -hmm. um this morning, like it was like all the way. Okay, so it bubbles up, up top, and then and comes, comes back. back. Down. So you're gonna need probably a bigger container than that. Okay. Um, eventually, especially as soon as you start like feeding it and it's growing. Yeah. Uh, my wife like throws starter away, away. a lot of days. Right, right. Yeah. So, what I take to make something else is called the purge. Apparently, don't worry. Your wife and I will talk. No, no. And yeah, then we'll get her on the uh, episode as well. Um, then let's jump around just because we're already talking about your wife. We had a, a big event, company event this weekend. Well, a few of us. Um, Patrick got married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is now a married man. Um, I was heavily armed at his wedding, so I spent oh, most sweet. of the ceremony watching around the corners in case any terrorists came around. I had everybody he's, safe. He was like in a Steven Seagal movie. No in my it. head. <laughs> However... Patrick did something really clever with his vows. No, I wouldn't say clever. I thought it was clever. <laughs> it was one of the first things I thought of. And I was like, well, it's an original thought. But uh, it was because I didn't know what to write. Or my thing was like, I knew what to write. I didn't know how to structure it, right? Because you can just really wander off and stuff like that. So that I said, uh, I go, before serving, I go, uh, I, I know these are vows now. But I initially, I thought... I thought they said vowels. So then I just wrote A, E, I, O, and U. So it was just a starting point for like a letter or something. But then like it kept getting an accidental laugh because I thought like when I read it out loud, I didn't do the letter initially. And then I was just like, well, I feel like I have to to keep going huh? with the vowel thing. So then like when I got through A, then I was like, E. And then you start reading again and you get a chuckle every time. And yeah. I was like, oh man, this is actually, it's killing on accidents. So and then yeah. the sometimes why was good. Oh, then I did the sometimes well. why. That was a good one. I about lost at that point. I <laughs> thought it was great and it didn't even dawn on me that, oh yeah, why is sometimes a vowel? And you go sometimes why? <laughs> and then your why was sometimes why I, did I you like, choose me? Yeah, or I was something? like, you're going to wonder why yeah. did I choose this guy? It, yeah. was, it yeah. was really well done. It yeah, I good. was like, you know what? If it's my first natural instinct, it's got to be from the heart. So that's so then. Uh, sitting at the, the table was Austin, his wife, uh, myself, and Colton Cook, who's one of our salesmen. Uh, our IT guy and his wife and his baby were there, but only they only sat at the table for a very short period of time. Uh, their baby is very young. Mm -hmm. So Austin and I watched Notre Dame beat <laughs> USC. God, it was horrible. That I was, was hoping to like sit there with John when he oh. couldn't leave. He had to be there <laughs> and Notre Dame would just get destroyed. And it was nope. the opposite. Nope. They I played excellent. Take it. Um, but the real revelation from that wedding, other than all the, the happiness for you, obviously, <laughs> was your wife is hilarious. Yeah. She is really good at like, we're say, just chopping it up. Like, <laughs> We'd say something and like it would kind of move on and she'd poke back at that thing again. You're like, oh, yes, I like this. Yeah. I married her for a reason. Yeah. She's much more entertaining than I. She's very entertaining. <laughs> so that that's always fun when you, you get to sit with. I mean, because, you know, Jenny and I spend some time together, but not a not a ton. So it's always good to get to do that and like get to know people a little bit more. It was entertaining. So I enjoyed that. OK, back to these. I made pork rinds. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I went down to Taibin Asian Market, uh, which is... Oh, um, now I'm hurt. I didn't know you went without me. Oh, you wanted to go? Uh, we can go again. I spent like half an hour walking around there looking for like other things. Like, oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be fun. The only other thing I saw were chicken feet. And I was like, I don't want any chicken feet. Yeah. 
It might be a will of barbecue someday or something, but that shouldn't be like a main. Two thing. things. One, okay, few things. One, speaking of will of barbecue, I just placed an order for some more exotic meats. Um, Sweet. They talked me out of raccoon, oh, saying good. that you wouldn't eat it. No. Okay. I also, by myself, was mature enough to realize that coyote meat was a bad idea. I didn't even have to bring that one up. Um, but yeah, we've got some water buffalo coming. Okay. Um, we've got some uh, otter meat coming. I can't remember the other two, but there's other two that are much weirder than those. Um, they also have armadillo meat. I didn't get any, but they have armadillo meat. Be interesting, but well, no, let's just not because that's technically that would be like rodent family, wouldn't it? Oh, for sure. Then no, I'm out. It's gonna be bad. Um, the guy. Oh no, that's right. We don't have otter meat. So the guy calls me. And he's like, you know, I'm out of otter meat. Would you like beaver to replace it? I was like, oh, good Lord, no. No. Like, that is not going to happen. We absolutely despise beaver here. Uh, I'm trying to find my order. All right, exotic meats. So I've got bobcat and uh, guinea pig, as well as water Mm, buffalo. Guinea pig is in the rodent family. Yeah, but people eat it like crazy down in, like, South America. It's got to be something to it. Yeah. yeah. Meat on it. Like, yeah. So anyways, okay. So back to the, the pork rinds. Bought some pork skin, cut it up into strips, tried to cut off some more of the fat. Um, I think we didn't quite get enough of it off. Baked it at 320 for like 30 minutes, and then we deep fried it in lard. Um, the lard smelled not good. I don't know. I don't think I've cooked with lard a lot in the past, and I did not enjoy like the smell that was coming out of the pan. It's been a long time since I cooked with it. I don't remember the smell. It smells. So it's possible that it's this then. Could be. We have to remember we got it from Taipan. So yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we have two different seasonings. Um, we have the Mexican street corn flavor paver, terrible name, and then we have <laughs> sweet chipotle lime rub or chipotle lime sweet rub. Chipotle lime sweet chipotle rub. Lime, sweet rub. Which one would you like to try first? Uh, chipotle lime. Okay. I'm less excited about that. I feel like the the street corn flavor paper is going to be good. Now this isn't going to be good, but I feel like the street corn is going to be better. Okay. Put it that way. Try and stay back from the mic, would you? Wow, that didn't even matter. It's still just loud. He got something wrong in his. He got something wrong. There goes the tooth. Did his sit up too long? What'd you get? I don't know. That was not chewable, though. Trying another one. Like, it was rock hard? Yeah, like, I couldn't, like, my, well, it was hard, but, like, not, like, couldn't even break it. My teeth would not go into it. Oh, for one. Let's try. Hmm. Dude, his are. That should be better. (laughs) Yeah, you can't chew confidently into these. My gosh. I mean, as far as the flavor goes, I like that one. Flavor's good. I don't like the consistency. Sure. But I like the flavor. Okay. Let's move on to this one. So you want one, like, there's chewiness associated with having too much fat on it. Like, that one I think is going to be, like, kind of chewy. Look for one that's, like, curled up like this. Like, go for that one. So I think I needed to bake it longer to render off more of the fat, as I think would happen. Okay. But. Like, I have that, what you had, but I'm a man about it, so I'm just going to eat it. It's so loud chewing, I can't hear myself think. Mm-hmm. So... All right, so long long story short, yes, I could have let them render more, get more of the fat off, so they would have been a little, like crispier and less like kind of that chewy stuff. But a full-size bag of this costs 249 at the grocery store. Just buy your pork rinds. Don't make them yourself. It's not <laughs> worth it. It's really not. Unless you've got a flavor you're just obsessed with trying, it's not worth it. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to say, "Oh, these are worth trying because the flavor's good." No, yeah, if it's two forty nine a bag, don't make your yeah. own. Just why? Buy, just, just buy, buy it. it. Just, buy, just it. buy them. They have all sorts of flavors at the store. Do that instead of this. This was way too much work. Crazy. So we also have um, some other 
goodies to eat on here. We don't talk a lot about the dips and other things that we have. And what made me think of this was I was walking through the warehouse and the word ghost caught my eye. So I looked over and it was the Bash Brothers Ghost Honey Barbecue Sauce. And we did not have a picture of it on the web. So I grabbed a bottle of that and I was like, hmm, like how about some dips? So we've got the Hatch Chili Bacon Ranch uh, from Terrapin Ridge Farms and the Hot Salsa from Bash Brothers. Um, the Hot Salsa from Bash Brothers is not my favorite from Bash Brothers. I actually like the uh, medium. Not because of the heat. I don't mind the heat. Um, I just think that the medium has a little bit more flavor and probably a little bit better of a cilantro taste. To me, cilantro and salsa are like hand in hand. Uh, yeah, if I had to choose, I'm going to choose probably a milder one because on like salsa, I want to like be able to just take it and just like drink it. Right. I don't want, I want enough spice to like have a spice to it, but I don't want it spicy because I want to eat a lot. Did you ever buy me that big jar of that type of salsa I said I like that you said they have at Costco? Why don't you buy me more things? Austin? It's still in my fridge. Why don't you, oh, you uh, did buy it. Yeah. Oh, uh, why don't you give me more things? <laughs> I forget it's there. So actually, uh, to make that story worse, yeah, jo John really likes this one, Salsa Mateos, yep. I think is what it is. And I was like, oh, you can get that in like big jars at Costco. I was like, I'll get you some. So go to Costco. Bought it like a month and a half ago, like almost right after I talked to you about it. I went to Costco a couple days later, bought it, and it's sitting in my fridge in the garage, and I keep forgetting about it. Uh, we ran out of salsa one day, <laughs> and so we broke into your salsa. Um, however, when you buy stuff from Costco, you don't just buy one. It's like they come in like a two-pack. Mm -hmm. So we have eaten one. <laughs> you, I will still eventually one get one, you. maybe, depending. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I will eventually bring that in, yeah. And then we also have the hot habanero bacon jam um, over some cream cheese that I'm housing some pretzels into. What? I had comments. Someone should have bought thicker chips. I wouldn't think that you'd use chips for that. I think you use chips for the salsa, maybe the dip, but not the cream cheese. Were you using pretzels in there? Yes. Because mm. I'm a reasonable human. No, they're just doing chips. Okay. Um, Want to talk about, we have some upcoming big sales uh, we're hitting our sales season so obviously in the month of november we have our pre-thanksgiving sales and our thanks black monday sale so we're gonna do things a little bit differently this year kind of similar to how we did it last year pre-thanksgiving is going to take us from the beginning of the month all the way to when thanks black monday starts then the thanks black monday sales are three different sales mixed in one once it starts, the first round of sales go from that day until Cyber Monday. Second round of sales start on Black Friday and go to Cyber Monday, and the final round is Cyber Monday only. Patrick and I are going to be shooting that on Friday, and how we're going to do it this year is instead of having one video with all three, we're going to make three different videos so that people don't get confused about what's on sale, what's not on sale. Yeah, and you follow social media and stuff. We'll have a lot more reels yep. and stories and posts and pictures. And, and we'll that. be emailing everybody. Um, yeah. Did I forward you uh, the email from Pat this morning about Adobe Express? Nope. So Adobe has this new thing called Express that'll be very helpful helpful to us. What's it do? It's like a web-based. What um, doesn't it do, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> it's web-based where you can use templates that are super easy to edit. Um, and it has like templates already for... Instagram Reels, TikTok, like everything. So it's really, really easy to use. So cool. That should be fun. We're looking forward to that. All right. Uh, a couple other just like how, house cleaning, what, what's going on here. My day yesterday was absolutely ridiculous. Woke up early, early enough to work, work out. Go out in the garage, come back in the house, and my dogs get into this really bad fight. Really quick, but really bad. Riggins has a gash over his eye that's just like splurting blood. I mean, not splurting, but it's going every. He's rubbing his head on the couch and on the carpet oh, trying no. to get it out or trying to whatever. So I have to take care of all that. And then he hates being uh, 
like detained or like constrained. So I'm trying to put like that quick clot stuff on or like new skin. And that's only making it worse. So uh, it, eventually I got it to stop bleeding. And then I'm worrying about that all day. Go to leave for lunch to go home and check on him. Car won't start. Had to, I had that uh, battery thing, like the portable battery. So I jumped it there. Just went right down to uh, our local auto shop and bought a new battery because I know what it is. There's somewhere in my car, there's a wire that's like chewed through or something by a mouse. It's just not worth it to replace or, you know, find that, have somebody find it. I just get a new battery every like six months. <laughs> oh, what else are you going to do? Uh, but all right. Then uh, have you heard of startpage.com? Uh-oh. So I was looking through analytics today. And one of our order attributions was from StartPage, so I looked it up. It is an extension that you can add on to Edge. It's from some Dutch company, and their like, whole thing is privacy. So doesn't track your search history, has a news section, um, and is now my new current search thing. Because something happened with Brave that I didn't like. Oh, yeah. I wonder who they're using. Why, because of the ads? Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're using someone for search. They're not guaranteed they're not doing it themselves. Right. I imagine it's Google. Most likely. Yeah. All right. Um, and then last thing, because what, like when you go to pick a pumpkin for your family to carve, <laughs> what do you look for? What's the perfect? Because I have a, a, like a specific type of pumpkin I, I like to carve on. Yeah. I just want a big pumpkin that doesn't have any like defects to it like you don't want like little bug holes or anything in right it. other than that i don't know pumpkin's pumpkin aren't the tall thinner ones not like the short round one patrick i assume you have a input like on this the... god because you're not wrong like especially if you're wanting to carve you want you know enough room for a face but like if you get the weird shaped one you can do the goofy kind of face on it or something mm-hmm. or like the taller oblonged ones are kind of neat that's me but you <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know interesting i think it's partially because my forehead like, yeah i have the peyton manning head it's tall <laughs> and and my Things. forehead goes high up. It's not like, so, I don't have a round okay. head. I guess that makes sense. I have a, what, octangle head? No, not octangle. What am I trying to think of? Oblong? Yes. Yes, oblong. Sure. The oblongs. That was a sweet show. We got to get this away from me. I can't stop eating it. Oh, my God. That was a whole block. I've just eaten that. well over half a block of cream cheese. I was going to say, this was a whole block. Uh-huh. Well, he did a thing earlier where like he was licking his fingers and it was mm. like all cream cheese. I was, I was pushing like, it out of the bag and some got in my hands. And I, but I've never just I always thought cream cheese needed like to be heavily added to stuff to make you're telling me you could just you just you're just fingering that down. Like Oh yeah. Okay. Cream cheese and pretzels is an awesome snack. I mean, from no health standpoint is it awesome, but it's awesome. All right. I want to see if Patrick can get any of these. Oh boy. What Patrick, what U.S. food chain do you think has the quickest drive-through, like the quickest wait? Oh, gosh, that's tough. What time of day is it? What? Just average. On average, there's like a like I have like two different thought patterns, like my own personal anecdotal ones, and then like one that like I assume might be the quickest. Like McDonald's is so well polished, you assume that like you're not waiting long for anything there sometimes my car doesn't even stop there but i bet you the answer is something like maybe something we don't have like a like maybe like a jack-in-the-box not jack-in-the-box but taco bell does pretty good with their because everything's just in a box now uh not very keen no we're gonna need an answer i i think i'll go with mcdonald's mcdonald's is second to worst dang it uh He's losing street cred in the fast food community in my eyes. I'm as trying. We well, can I get a cuisine or is that just give it away? Nope. Pizza? Nope. Is it, like, is it five, four, three, two? Just take a guess. A and W. It was Taco Bell. You, I thought you said it wasn't Taco Bell. Because that was going to be my guess. Which no. one did you say it wasn't? Not McDonald's. Quit. Next time we do these, don't talk. Chick-fil-A is the worst. 
Believe it or not, really? I was shocked at that. That doesn't Chick- make no. sense because Chick Fil A, they they can have two, three lines they across, burn, and like man. they're so busy, two miles long, and you still just pop through that thing, right? Burn but burn because they're so busy, maybe. That was my thought. I've never eaten in Chick Fil A outside of an airport, so I don't really know. Yeah, you say if 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 I was looking at fast food restaurants and they were all busy, the lines were full, I'm gonna go Chick Fil A. Because I know that line's going to move. And the food is noticeably better. I wouldn't. I don't know. Ones that aren't on the list, Brahms and Spangles. Those are my two that just suck. They are slow. I love Brahms and Spangles. Aren't those both, like, those are just local, aren't they? I, I assume Brahms is not. I assume Brahms is not. I've bigger. seen Brahms in different states. I haven't seen Yeah, but like maybe Oklahoma but, or bordering states. It's definitely not it? nationwide. Oh. No, Spangles I know is more local. They started, yeah, but um, their food's good. But they, yeah, take longer. But I didn't know. I thought Brahms was bigger. Could be wrong. I don't know. Probably am. deserves to be. It's fantastic. Only thing under ten bucks, and the ice cream I think is top notch. Their ice cream is phenomenal. I yeah. have to go to get milk from there all the time. Let me tell you, dude. Why? I, That's where they like it from. That's what your wife wants. Good. Get ready for that, Patrick. Good luck. All right, moving on to what did everyone cook today? Um, so we've got a couple of really good posts from this. One of them is Deep Woods Butcher. And if you can see, there's a really nice use of their custom cutting board there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made a pizza with their new cast iron. Looks absolutely great. That is, an, yeah, an amazing looking pizza. So how do you feel about the starting to burn cheese? Oh, I'm good with that. Okay, so am I, because that's what mine had. And that's what I like. But some people hate that. They would be like, no, the pizza's burnt. I'm not eating that. No, the what? cheese is fine right. there. Now, crust, right? crust cannot, no. Yep. Can't have it. But some people, whatever. Uh, then Serge did a pork roll or Taylor roll. Uh, egg cheese on an English muffin. It looks absolutely awesome. The pork roll versus Taylor roll, for some reason, that post, that old post sticks in my head all the time. Uh, and then Tex made some potato soup. Meh. I wasn't sure what that was looking at. I thought it was, Meh. Thought it was maybe like queso. It's a porridge. <laughs> it's a cream of wheat. It's a something. Um, then Herbco made venison and refried bean homemade jack-in-the-box tacos. Those look excellent. Yeah, and those, for anyone who yeah. wants to follow a good Instagram account, highly recommend Herbco Food. He posts pictures of all his creations, and they are all awesome. Yeah. Then Ron Parrish's grandsons wanted some coconut shrimp today. And as a good grandfather, he made some of that up. Looks absolutely delicious. So going over to that post, what did everybody cook today? Or what did you all cook today? No, what did everyone cook today? Uh, we will have continuous, just awesome things to look at um, and hmm. try a bunch of stuff. Thinking of deep fried things. Carl? Um, what exactly was it? So... I forget which which. Are chicken. you going to be talking long enough where I can? Yeah. Okay. So, chicken on the run, the flavor crisp stuff. I think it, I think the it's the stuff that's in the one pound bags. Yeah. That we got info from Flavor Crisp Company that uh, they won. Uh, kind of. I don't know. It was this deal where like restaurants. No, it was the medium grind, or the fine. It was the fine grind. Okay. Which is the big bag. Okay. So the five pound bag. Mm-hmm. So the five pound bag of the chicken on the run breading um, that was used by a restaurant in Iowa, I believe where just a bunch of Iowa restaurants basically get together and like, well, I don't know if they get together. Somebody gets together and figures out, Oh, who's got the best like uh, pork tenderloin sandwich. Um, and so they go through, it sounded like it was a very long process. It wasn't, just like arbitrarily, like seven hundred and one. like eighteen restaurants. Yeah, were entered. Yeah, we were going to talk about this in Meat Matters, but if you want to talk about it now, that's fine. No, we were. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't believe you. It's definitely down in there. Okay, but yeah. So out of seven hundred and some restaurants, uh, the restaurant that used the chicken on the run seasoning got first place, which is just amazing. Because like sometimes, like I, I, if I was out there listening to us, I would listen to us and be like. Yeah, these guys are just telling me it's good. Well, is, it, is it really? No, the chicken on the run breading is actually fantastic. Um, I, yeah, I don't 
do a lot of breading like ever, but I actually do keep that at home and I do use it. Um, that stuff is delicious. Anytime I'm frying anything, it gets coated in that. It is. Like I've said, <clears throat> I make a lot of things here and bring them around for people to try. There's always somebody who's like, oh, that's too spicy. Oh, that's not spicy enough. Oh, it's this, it's that. That's the only thing I've ever brought around and had everyone be like, that's amazing. That's delicious. And the funny part about that is we had a bag of that stuff next door forever. Mm -hmm. That actually moved into here. And you're like, oh, we got to do something with this. But at that point, we only sold it by the case. So it's like, I'm, we're not, what are we going to do with this? Threw that bag out. The next day, your father walked in with a bag. And he's like, we're selling this individually. Make something out of it. Yeah. So, all right. On to meat matters. Vegan sausage ad sparks frenzy after being erected next to a butcher. So if you scroll all the way down, it's a sausage called This. Like, that. that's the brand name. And it says, this is kind of a pig deal huh. instead of big oh, deal. Pig okay. deal. Pony, oh, pony. Oh, do you get it? I just got it. And then it's got uh, a picture of what actually looks like a pretty good-looking sausage. And it says 100% plant-based, 83% less saturated fat than pork. And people are all up in arms about the ad placement. I mean, it is directly next to a family butcher shop. Um, whoa, whoa. But, I mean, that is just kind of clever marketing. Quite the competition. So, so for – I would – well, would you ever – I just don't see a scenario where I would eat that or be into that and it's just – like you said, the marketing, sure, but like if people are already into that, they're not going to seek it out or get their mind changed about it. I don't know. Like, what do you think? No, I, I definitely think um, people who are already on the vegan side of things would enjoy some advertising like that, but not. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to change anyone's mind. Austin, your your thoughts? Personally, not a fan of it, awesome. but. Well, here are your thoughts. We've we found an old audio file. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, we don't even need that. Austin had from a <laughs> from an interview Austin gave many yeah, years ago. So, so I think Americans are going to be going through a very difficult economic and environmental period in the next few years, and I honestly think the only way forward on this is veganism. Every American should stop eating beef and only eat soy like I did for that one glorious week when I lost that bet to you, John. Also, Team Blue forever. So <laughs> forever. Those directly, black those and words white. are directly from your mouth <laughs> and pretty clear. That was you turned on Team Orange and you support veganism? That was a poor attempt. That was it, an amazing attempt. I did that with something called Eleven Labs. It took me three minutes. Yeah. Did you hear that? Forever. All right. So the last word. There's a little <laughs> bit of like the last word. Yeah. There's a little bit of like cadence issues, but no, that's we ridiculous. Just, we just caught you in your natural state. That's we all. talked oh, about. Relax. That's all. We don't even need to record podcasts anymore. We just type them out. <laughs> just hit play. Go do. That's that's pretty cool. But no, that was very wrong. Very wrong. Oh, so you don't feel that way? You would you like to retract your? Oh, statement would you like way? to retract your your statement? I would just like to issue payback when it comes your way. <laughs> oh, All right. Um, this is from Food Safety News. Tennessee meat processor allows children to work on dangerous equipment. So this is exactly like what was happening in the upper Midwest earlier. They're using child labor to clean these meat processing equipment. What is going on with the meat industry? Do you remember um, there was a book we had to read when I was a kid about child labor? I can't remember what it was. Child labor book. I cannot remember what it was, but. I bet you I could find it. What was the earliest you ever had a job that was not chores from your family? Oh. Yeah. 10? Okay. Uh, mine was 11. So well, was, what, what was it? What did you get paid? Uh, Dr. Finkelstein. I would go over there every Saturday and Sunday, pretty much. Some days all day, and we would just like do work around his house. He's an older guy, had a disabled daughter and a, a kind of disabled wife. So I just like help him out with stuff there. Um, and you got paid how much? I mean, a decent amount back then. I think it was like 10 bucks an hour. What? Okay, something like that. Well, yeah. well, you were getting hosed, and it was much I was later. getting $2 an hour. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, I'd work 
eight hours on a Saturday when I was 10 and get 80 bucks. So it wasn't like, you know. Yeah, if I worked all day, I'd get 16. No, that's horrible. Well, I'm my I'm, work was harder than yours and I was better at it. I, I don't know about that, but maybe I don't know. Could could argue that I'm not going to. I'm just going to argue that I was grossly underpaid and I'm going to go demand back pay. Is uh, it from your family? Oh, yeah. That doesn't count. What, dude, I haven't. That doesn't count. I said for somebody other than your family. Oh, you said other than the family? Yeah. Oh, well, no. I mean, to be honest, never really had an official position anywhere, but. So you've never had to go through an interview? Not really, no. Huh. Classic. Interesting. I wonder how you would be. As, do you want me to interview you? No. Do you want me to give you that no. experience? No, I'm, I'm bad at this type of thing. Are you really? Yeah, not good. No, you'd no. probably rock it, right? If you don't have expectations for yourself, I think that's where the, like, disappointment sets in you'd probably be fine like i always hate i hate like asking like when i interview someone i hate asking like the like describe a time when (laughs) blah 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 because if someone asked me that i'd be like dude i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you want me to remember imagine like like, a specific time i don't know imagine like if you have like the 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 right answer to that person starts to give you money after a couple weeks too it's wild (laughs) if you don't get the answer right then you go home and go like dang it (laughs) Darn! I gotta do that again somewhere else. Ah, yeah. Right. I've only done like fake interviews, basically, where like practice yeah. or whatever. Yeah, practice. like practice right. interviews. Wrong. All right. So the next one is the uh, the flavor crisp one, and it was Cliff's place in Manning, Iowa, that won it. So just touch on that. Well, I butchered that. The picture looks delicious. It does. It really does. Um, so this is. Uh, Beef packing capacity expansion. This is from uh, DTNPF.com, a very catchy URL. Is, is that short for something? I don't know. But uh, competition for fed cattle on national level, level is a lot more complicated with smaller cow herd, while a spate of smaller and mid-sized players continue to push to build out more beef, beef meat packing capacity. Sorry. Three packing plant projects now under construction in Missouri, Nebraska, and Texas plan to add capacity for up to 6,900 head of cattle a day. That amount, or that amounts to nearly 6% of the daily average slaughter nationally. So we are massively increasing the amount we can process while our herd is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, but the herd herd takes a couple of years to recover. But I mean, these plants they take a couple of years to build. You, when, by the time you start saying you're going to build one, you're not going to be done a year later. Like, yeah, but you good also, luck with that. You also know they said uh, at best 2024 is going to be a holding year. Like they're not going to be able to start rebuilding the herd in 2024. So now we're at 2025 when we're looking at rebuilding the herd, and that takes a couple of years too. I don't know. I should look into some deeper numbers there because I feel like, why would it just be a holding year? Why can't you increase? Why does it take? I don't know. I, I can't tell if you're actually asking me because I have no idea. No, it's a rhetorical. It's like, yeah, I want to I want to find out more. Like, is this someone just taking a guess or is it someone who actually is like, okay, this we have this many cows. We're going to hold this many back so we can uh, like breed more and have more and do this what's all the numbers going to be like i don't know i feel like you need to hold back heifers Mm -hmm. and so whenever you do that you have to have enough to still send enough to market to at least break even or have enough of a a small enough loss that you can accept it so i don't think that's gonna start in a year i don't know i want to find out though uh Beef's new range war won't be over grass. This is from Mitchell Republic. It says, uh, the extra weight doesn't solve today's Packers problem, said John Novica, a market expert. There's just not enough cattle for today's Packers to kill, let alone for eight newcomers too. So the next range war is going to be over cattle? I thought, when I read this article, I thought it was going to be water. I thought that's what they're going to be talking about. But no, it's, it's actually over cattle. I don't know why it why? does that. Go what ahead. are they worrying over cattle? Like, they're not going to steal each other's cattle. Have, well, I don't know. I'll rustle some cattle if it's the only way for me to get beef. 
I'm not not eating beef. Correct. I will do whatever it takes. There, to be honest, there's a lot of people out there that when push comes to shove, the price the, the price is going to be the ultimate fixer. And some people will just go, yeah, I don't need beef. I'll eat more chicken. Some people just they don't they don't care. They don't have a preference. They they want a protein of sorts. Yeah. And they'll just move. I'm still shocked that the pork market's where it's at. I feel like the pork market should be moving more. Filling in more yeah, of that missing beef. And it's not. So I feel like pork is primed to be like filling in some of that gap, especially considering I mean, you go from cattle takes a long time um, um, to actually like have something to send to market. Um, pork is even less. Uh, chicken is even less beyond that. Yep. So you would think that chicken and pork will just pick up the difference. But I think the big question would be, can beef pull it back? Can they pull their market share back later? I would say yes, just because, I mean, obviously, can't say it objectively, but beef is the best tasting of those three meats, right? In my mind, it's not close. I understand other people have different opinions, but I think if you pulled the average American, so would you rather have, cost notwithstanding, chicken, beef, or pork, most of them are going to say beef. Yeah. So I, when the prices come back down, I think they can easily claw that back. Now, can they overtake chicken? No, chicken is now, for the first time ever, the average American is eating over 100 pounds of chicken a year. It's just insane. That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. That's a, a lot, a lot of chicken. All right, the order you eat your food in may impact blood sugar levels. This is from health.com. By eating fat and proteins before carbohydrates, as is recommended by most people practicing food sequencing, you may experience greater feelings of satiety. Satiety. Somebody say that word. Like you're satiated. Satiated. But say that word. I don't know. Where is it at? Uh, Go. I copied it into there. S-A-T-I-E-T-Y. Dude. Someone say it. No, I just, I don't like it. Well, you laughed at my trying to say that. You try to say it. Dude, I'm trying to get the point out. You said it too fast is what I'm laughing at. How do you spell it? Tell me what letters I said. Why do I sound deaf in your in your mind? Because I don't know how to spell it, so I can't even mock it. Satiety? That's not correct. That's what Bing says. Everyone knows that Bing is the most accurate search engine. Go to Google. Google will tell you what it actually sounds like. It's got to be satiety. No, it's going to be satiety. God, I hate that. That annoys me. All right, satiety. Satiety. All right, specifically. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It says the feeling of being sated. Right. Isn't it, wouldn't it be satiated? I would think it would be satiated. Mm. Similar satiate. You've said it too many times. It doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> it has, it doesn't even sound like a real person word. present. It's probably just the type is, of. Dude. I don't I think I've ever used it. It's very difficult. <laughs> All right. Uh, specifically, eating these macros before carbohydrates can help promote the secretion of a hormone called glucogen-like peptide 1, GLP-1, which among other effects can help delay gastric emptying and improve post-meal glucose blood sugar management. So last or two nights ago now, I was eating some round steak with some of bacon, um, which is I'm eating like almost every night now. I just slice up some either round steak or sirloin really thin, chop up some bacon, throw it in a pan, and it is... Salt, pepper, a little bit of soy sauce, rice wine, vinegar. Yeah, I, I lost. Yeah, we it. talked about this last. But uh, then I had a small little bit of pasta, um, and like very small. And I, that's I ate that. And I was like, eh, I don't need any more, which is unusual for me because usually once I start housing pasta, especially if I've made the red sauce, I just eat until everything's gone and my stomach hurts. Uh, red dye in foods. Uses and health risks. Uh, I'm just bringing this up because I've seen a lot more recently on banning red dye 40. Um, and a, a couple of go ahead. That what California just banned? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, but other places are wanting to ban it too. Uh, the red dye 40 we eat today is not the same thing that it used to be. They used to make it from coal tar, and now they make it from petroleum. So it has a benzene in it, which is like actually known to cause bladder cancer this isn't one of those weird correlations where you know oh maybe maybe not no benzene is known to cause bladder cancer and we're putting it in foods just to make them look a certain color 
Why? What do they do with all the Red Forty that's currently in the U.S. and it becomes banned? And it's just like black market, baby. That's wild. No, I don't think anyone would change your ingredient statement. Just say, but it's don't change else. your ingredients. It's yeah, a lot. <laughs> like, don't food fraud again. Do not take that Ooh. as advice. But we're back I mean, to food fraud. No, but seriously, that's honest, probably. I would bet there's a lot of people that do that. Oh, 100 percent. They don't want to take a loss. Yeah. They're going to use that one way or another. But no, you do that by saying by 2026, it's outlawed, right? So you let people go through what yeah. they have built up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. One of the things, you know, when you drink Kool-Aid and like stains your mouth red. So that's actually binding to your skin and your skin has to like process that to get it out. It's not just like, oh, it went away. Your skin absorbed that. And then it all of that stuff is in your your system. One of the things it says it's in is um, what do you go? chocolate pudding. Why is the red dye in chocolate That's a pudding? good question. Are they mixing red and green to make brown? Like, the world may never know. It did say a lot of the foods aren't actually red, but they're very vibrant colors. So, Well, my thing is, is like there's natural ways to change the colors of all of it. And we know it's, if not bad, terrible for us. There's no like ah, glad I got that, you know, yellow number seven in last night. Like, right. it's never a positive. And we have the wherewithal to just do away with it. And we're all just like, yeah, but I like the real M&Ms instead of the ones that won't kill me. Like, it, I just don't understand. And why, why don't they do it? Would it mess with the formula? Or would it just, like, they would lose money a little bit? If yeah. it had anything Price. to do with taste, I'd be more understanding. But it's just the color. Yeah. So, why? I think there's a bunch of poison in our food supply. Uh, new Guinness World Record for the spiciest pepper ever. It's Pepper X. It's three times spicier than the Carolina Reaper. Now I, I saw this this weekend. Okay. Fascination with the letter X as humans. That's what I'm more interested in. He put that name. He used it as a placeholder. Sure. And it just stuck. So a couple of things about this article. He said after eating it, he was on the floor for hours <laughs> yeah. with stomach cramps. For hours. Said he uh, said he was in extreme discomfort for three hours and then on the floor for, I, I don't know how many hours he said, with extreme stomach cramps. Why? Yeah, why? So I guess like three other people have eaten this and they've all had the exact same, uh, exact same reaction. Said something like uh, jalapeno pepper is like 10,000 Scoville units. This one's like 3 million and something. No, it's only like 2.6. Oh, was that was? Well, yeah. Oh, it's I only 2.6. 2.693 2. million. So close so, to 3 million. Just, just so everyone's aware, yeah. John tried to make me do the one chip challenge. Uh -huh. That's 2.2. 2.2. 2. So, 2. so not as hot. Yeah, that's, I mean, well, not as hot. That right. is close enough. You were, you would have made me roll on the floor for hours with cramps. We would have filmed every second of that too. <laughs> every second would have been glorious. The other thing I liked about this is this guy has had this pepper for 10 years. He's just been holding it in what he calls his war chest for in case anyone beat the Carolina Reaper. So he could come back over the top serious? with this. That's and then insane. he eventually figured out no one's going to beat the Carolina Reaper. So I might as well just bring this out. But I That's thought that funny. was pretty cool. I didn't hear that part. That's cool. Um, and then we are, uh, we were talking about earlier today, like on the back of a package where it says 150 calories per serving, how do they calculate that? And Patrick did some research on it. Oh, gosh. Where He's already they, forgotten it. Well, no, they, they put it in uh, essentially a vacuum, for lack of a better term, I believe. And then it was and, and what they put in there is like, I think the piece of food they're studying or like a certain concise. And then they, they use, by the way, this food, it's surrounded by water. And then, so they use heat. I don't know from what the source of the heat's from, but then they use it to burn said food. And then they actually um, see what happened to the water then to ca calculate yep. how many calories and stuff. So I don't know exactly how it goes. I read it and was just stunned. So Well, calorie is actually a measurement of energy or heat. <clears throat> it's like what it takes to raise one ounce of water, one degree Celsius. One gram. One gram? You sure? It's a very small amount of water. Well, whatever. You wouldn't be using imperial units. You'd be using all metric. So fair point. Hmm. Okay. So if that's how they do it, 
How did they find out there was 10 calories in my liquid bottle of Diet Mountain Dew? Uh, and what happened when it was when Diet Mountain Dew was zero? Because it has not always been 10. What changed? Why is there now 10 calories in here? I that's funny because like five years ago, I noticed that I actually liked Diet Mountain Dew now where I used to not like it. Something changed. So they added something. No, they take all the ingredients that they add other than the water. Water has no ingredients and they test or no calories. Well, and other they ing- test that. Other ingredients can still be liquid. But wouldn't that just be a pile of like sugars and stuff like that? Sure. Chemicals. Okay. You can still burn those. Okay. I just, I'm guessing. I still, I'm not, I need to see it happen and then see the computer that like. There's got to be a video. But it can't even be a computer. It. Like what did they use before computers to do calories for food? Like what are we talking about? I don't like know what did they register? What did they register? What tool are they using to register? And, and in the water, what are they actually looking at? When was the calorie invented? Thank you. Good question. That was a good question. We got, hey, I don't you, know. you got the encyclopedia yeah. of the we'll, world. No, no, no we'll, we'll get on that. We'll do that at a different time. Oh, the fascination's there, man. All right, moving on to uh, what we call wild card or ending in stories that have nothing to do with me. Austin, of course, had to look it up. So he now knows and nobody else does. <laughs> uh, this is from the BBC News. This is Monique in our purchasing department sent me this, and I found it really fascinating. Cows have what? regional accents. <laughs> yeah. So this was discovered by dairy farmers over in the United Kingdom where one dairy farmer would go visit another one's be like, like in another region, be like, why do your cows moo differently than ours do? Hmm. It's like, well, maybe they're a different breed. Maybe, nope, same breed, same everything. It is a regional thing, just like human, like yeah. you take someone from Boston back in the 80s and put them in California, oh, they're barely going to be able to understand them especially if they're from like Southie or something, mm-hmm. the way that they talk is so different. So cows do that as well. That's what weird. will eventually get rid of that is cow internet. What about cows from California? What do they sound like? They're happy cows. Yeah. Hey, right. man. <laughs> but um, I just found that incredibly interesting. Uh, it also happens in birds. No. Yeah. What about dog barks? Now that we're, I mean, now that I don't know, they don't bring up dog barks, but yeah, they say it's uh, the phenomenon is well attested in birds. You find distinct chirping accents in the same species around the country. I want to hear a cow with a Scottish accent. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't think it mimics the the humor. Maybe that does because that's what they hear. That's yeah, I don't know. It has to be something about environmental. I don't know. Like if you take a cow from Scotland and move it to. Southern France, does it change? Over time, I bet it does. God, we got there's so many. Make a movie like Babe, but call it, you know, whatever you name the cow. Just and then the cow gets shipped and then they can't really understand each other because I mean it's it, right. I mean it writes itself. You've got a child's not, movie there for sure. For sure. Uh Bigfoot spotted walking through rural Colorado. Yeah. Um Austin, have you seen this video yet? Nope. I'd like you to watch it and then re- live react to it. I want to see if you think what I think immediately. Well if he just Passes out. I can't take it. It looks like there should be a video there, but there's nothing. Right. Ow. Hold on. Go just search Bigfoot, California. Because you have to... Bigfoot, California murder Murder TV TV. show. That's what pops up on Oh, look at that one. You do this. (laughs) Sasquatch. Dude, can you imagine like day one? The the new Hulu documentary Sasquatch focuses on a particularly harrowing story of how Bigfoot allegedly murdered three men in Northern California marijuana farm in 1993. That headline has has all of it. The the soundtrack's going to be awesome. It's that one. Watch that and tell me what you think of it. Do you think? Because I thought of something immediately. Hold on, Pedro. Sasquatches have accents? Yeah, make it big. Do you see it? Oh, there it is. Now right, go back to the beginning. Were they on a train? I never heard yeah, of all train. I've only ever seen it muted. Yeah, I think it's a hunter in camo taking a poop on the side of the mountain. Dude, you can see the shadow underneath the back of his jacket. Yeah, like like- it cast a shadow onto his butt. Clearly. Well, this is cl- definitely not Bigfoot. The truth is out there. I mean, Bigfoot is interdimensional. 
if oh, he knew humans around, he'd just flip into another dimension, obviously. Oh, yeah. You can tell that's a jacket. Right? For sure. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, that was on the front page of Fox News, CNN, um, and one other like major news thing. Grasping at straws for footage. Yeah. The dumbing of America, uh, as we talk about more things like this. Uh, Montana grizzly bear attack survivor to return home after losing his lower job. Now, I'd love to be as tough as this man. We've already talked about him. He is ready for round two, <laughs> according to the article, and thinks he has a chance with this bear. I hope he goes out and finds the bear and kills it. He, he better go a little more armed this time. But It wasn't that he wasn't armed. Remember, it was... He was helping him track a, a killed deer, came across a grizzly on top of a kill, wasn't theirs, and was like starting to raise his rifle to protect himself against that. And that other grizzly that got him came up out of nowhere right next to him. So it wasn't that he didn't have enough firepower. It was that it just got him right away. And yeah. still, I love the, the term, gave him the most disgusting French kiss of his life. <laughs> what a term. My my wife saw this story a couple of days ago, and and she was like, "Oh, is that the guy that you guys talked about on the podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes, it that, is. That's the guy. Yes, it is." And if um if I can ever get him on the podcast, oh, we're having him. As long as you can understand him, obviously, that would be fun. Mountain lion caught on camera in Parsons, Kansas. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Very clearly a mountain lion. Now Parsons is southwest of here. By a little bit, right? No, southeast. Of I want to say it's southeast. Yeah, southeast. Of here, of here. But exactly I'm thinking of where? what was it? Viola. The, yeah, I asked somebody in our in our room. Hey, yeah, where's Viola? And someone's like, Oh yeah, it's east of here. Very confidently too. I'd like to to mention, and they were dead wrong. Parsons is a little further away than I thought. I so thought yeah, it's a little right on the Missouri border, basically. So you know, it's probably just passing through um, the Ozarks or. Not through, but moving through the Ozarks. Yeah. But still, it's interesting that we're seeing more and more of them here. If I was to have a wild animal as a pet, per sure I said this before, I would want like a mountain lion. Mm. Something that's, yeah. I don't like cats. But if I had a big cat, now we're talking. It'd be Mike Tyson. I'm going to get a face tattoo and a tiger. Right. Yeah. But not a mountain lion. You'd get a tiger. Mm, I don't know. The only, like, I. Tiger's maybe too big. But it listens to you. Like you, you don't necessarily control it, but it like listens to like a dog. Like if you say, don't attack that person, it won't. I don't know. I so, think any of them, you're going to struggle to uh, get them to do what you no, want. No, no, no. I'm I saying in this hypothetical. Sometimes. So. Right. In this hypothetical situation, you'd be able to like control it. So you want the biggest, most dangerous thing. So it's either a tiger or a bear. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Moose. Go with moose. It doesn't have the same intimidation factor. Yeah, but it kills. If more I people. walk down the street with my grizz, adult grizzly bear, oh. people are going to purposely stay away because they know it's dangerous. Right. A moose is like an assassin in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. I like that. I like that. Good answer. All right, um, last one. Oh no, second to last one. Surfer injured in possible shark attack in Northern California. This comes just days after that person was consumed who they never found his body by the way so he was eaten whole yeah what percent of humans born do you think they just haven't found their bodies upon dying so what do they say there's been a hundred billion people point zero 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 something like a small number compared to a hundred billion like okay, but i think there's a lot of bodies just like well let me expand it okay to like they just don't have a final resting place and if they did you can't see the marker you know what i mean like of oh, so all, it's like worn away well yeah i mean or just you wouldn't know a body is there that's oh, got a be. lot yeah. the vast majority yeah, a lot yeah. that's what i mean like you would just have centuries of centuries of, of cemeteries and just yeah. markers and just no let's just build on top of it baby you need a you need a mini mall in town so that's the um poltergeist yeah I love how he didn't even, he said, that's the, and I said, poltergeist. I got a question for you guys that I, I, I've been meaning to do for a couple of times. And while I know we're in wildcard, it is a touch meat related, but still not really. So <laughs> Austin, and forgive me if I've asked this before, but uh, if you had one sandwich to li live on the rest of your life and 
That means two meats and a cheese, right? I need two meats oh. and a cheese from you. What is that going to be? What are those two meats and what is that cheese? Uh, salami, pepperoni, and provolone. Oh, man. He's having a spicy Italian every day. Oh, yeah. I We're respect it. Same, just Swiss instead of provolone. Oh, come yeah. on. We could have been on the same page for no, once. Just sacrifice the no, Swiss. We're so close. <laughs> Patrick, what was yours? Mine was turkey, bacon, and Colby Jack. That's a good that's one, actually, too. That's a, good that's a one. really good uh, one. I can yeah. run through a couple more. Mason next door wanted meatballs with pepperoni and mozzarella. Which is also a really good James one. James went a double roast beef with pepper jack. <laughs> uh, Pat, Pat went black forest ham, salami, and provolone. Uh, so someone went ham, salami, and Swiss. And uh, Chris went ham, turkey, pepper jack. Yeah, so I initially thought the question was like, what is your favorite sandwich or sub? So I, I wanted Italian. And then when they gave me the two, you only get two meats. I became unreasonably angry and did not want to <laughs> play this game. Just kept saying anymore. Italian. You no, know, I just would Italian. Get Italian. I go, that's not the you game. You can't do you this to me. <laughs> All right, uh, last story. Uh, Daily Mail has scientists use AI simulator to simulate epic battles between ferocious creatures in the animal kingdom. Oh, this is amazing. No, it is nonsense. It's not. The entire article is absolute and complete and total nonsense. Wait, you can't tell me an African elephant would win. Thank no, no, that is what they're telling you. There's wait, what, what animals are on screen right now? African elephant, Siberian tiger, saltwater crocodile, hippopotamus, leopard, tiger shark, polar bear, colossal squid, Nile crocodile. And cassowary. Like they all go into a room and who comes out, or is it like a round rock? No, those are like the those are the top. Like that was those who they won. So a Siberian tiger versus a bald eagle for some reason, which is ridiculous. Because if you're gonna choose an eagle, you would choose the golden eagle, not the bald eagle. So that right there is stupid. Uh then they had a leopard fight a moose. Um leopard does not win that battle. No way. It depends. Have you seen the leopards dive out of the trees into the water and kill the crocodiles with a single bite. Well, couldn't the moose just like step on right. it really good? That's the that's the argument against it. If the yeah. moose tramples it at all, it's over. It's over, yeah. If it was like there's a, nothing a leopard eats that's the size of a moose. And a moose is fast, like it's I mean a leopard. No, but, is, um, but a moose is so much bigger. If it was a Siberian tiger, I'd go, okay, Siberian tiger could take on a moose. Not sure. a leopard. Leopards are like large mountain lions. All right. Like, but the biggest big. the biggest travesty of all of this is Great white shark versus a hippopotamus, and hippopotamus moves on to the next round. I don't know. I've heard <laughs> hippopotamus are like ferocious creatures. Sure. But we're obviously in deep enough water where the great white can swim. There's not a chance the hippo walks away from that. So how legit are we arguing, or can we like turn this into like the other guys? Have you seen the other guys? Yes. Where okay. well, I'm how many, change. Yeah. How many shark movies are there? Dozens. A lot. How if many, not hundreds. How many hippo movies? Zero. Okay. There's no hippopotamus movies. What would you even call it? If the, if the equivalent to sharks is Jaws, what would you call it? Hippo? Hippo, hippo? Hips or hungry, something? hungry hippos? Hungry. <laughs> they, did a Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. they did a Winnie the Pooh. We should do a, if hippos are so terrifying. I was thinking more in the lines of like cocaine bear. Yeah, for sure. We'll do a, we'll do a follow-up and it's hungry hippos. Yeah. And they get the munchies. This, I think we're getting funding for this just off of this wild card segment. So. But I also want to know how a tiger shark beats a Nile crocodile, but a great white doesn't beat a hippopotamus. Very angry. How does a tiger shark beat a Nile crocodile, but loses to a salt saltwater crocodile? I mean, they're kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. Like one can swim in saltwater, obviously. And maybe a No, Nile crocodiles are just as big as a salty. I would think so. Yeah. It does know. not make any sense. You know, there's saltwater, or is it Nile crocodiles? There's either saltwater crocodiles or Nile crocodiles now down in the Everglades. That's fun. So that's not cool. When people talk about Florida being like a cool place, go to retire, go for vacation, go for this, go for that. I'm like, they have too many dangerous things I don't want to be a part of. They kind of do have a lot yeah. of. I saw this guy going through like uh, some of the islands out there. And he's like, that is why you always wear your boots. And he's walking through like real low water and there's just this huge crocodile like right next to him. So I don't I don't want anyone to correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but I feel like in Kansas, the worst thing I have to fear on a day to day basis is a brown recluse spider. And that is a comforting feeling like too many other places, like too many other dangerous things. I mean, to, we have some rattlesnakes. Yeah, but not many. We not, have some. Though. Not unless you're out like 
out somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're not you are not gonna find a rattlesnake in Wichita. I still think we have water moccasins here. Oh yeah, we do. But, yeah. But that stuff, I mean, that's very few and far between. Well, they say like, we don't. Like if you look at the um was it DNR or whatever, Kansas Wild game. What would they say no? Yeah, they will say that mm-hmm. there was like one episode or one report of a water moccasin, but it was like down on the or Oklahoma border. It was after flooding. Hmm. But I almost positive they're wrong there. It's the same thing as we don't have mountain lions. Here's evidence. We don't have mountain lions. But yeah, they just I'm don't want to admit it. Not you're not, I'm not concerned about mountain lions because yeah, they're so few and far between. Still think I saw a tail one day. Go to my and I didn't tell anybody about that for a long time because I'm like, <laughs> that's a crazy thought. There are no mountain lions in Kansas. What you you open your mouth with all kinds of other crazy thoughts? Why couldn't you open your mouth? That one's that a little because one. I actually saw something there. And like people are gonna think I'm hallucinating. Shouldn't talk you about think that. Mountain one. lions, they see like a welcome to Kansas sign and they go, oh, I'm nope. Not, I, I'm not, I can't go. I can't go in there. I'm a mountain lion. There's no mountains here. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't come in here. The next time you think you see something like that, I need to know. Okay. I we did, might put together a hunting party. I did show you all the lights going across the sky. That was, I was, yeah, I had some fun with that. Which is funny because it was a bunch of years ago where I saw the four and I posted it to meet Gistics. Like I took a photo of it, but these were so many more of them. Like, I don't know, 13. They didn't look like they're all traveling the straight line. Like someone looked like they were zigging and zigging. Oh yeah. What they, what they said that was like the Starlink uh-huh. stuff. Their personal opinion couldn't have been Starlink. The way some of those things were moving. No way. Right. I don't they believe weren't all it. traveling in a straight like some yeah. of them were going like outside and then back inside, like that line. So I don't know. I don't believe it. But I'm always in for a good conspiracy. So if you're in for a good conspiracy, um I'm starting to think that the challenges getting thrown at the beef industry is to reduce the herd intentionally and eventually get rid of beef. Yeah, you'll never get there. But it do do, do people play games to Try to hurt it, sure. I would take that a hundred percent. But I don't know. Okay, so he's not in for a good conspiracy. I gave you one on a golden platter. Oh no, 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 no. uninterested. I'm in saying it could playing be. into my. Dimensions. I'm just saying they're not going to eliminate it. If they're trying, they're going to fail. I believe that there could be stuff out there that's trying those things. Fair point. They're going to fail. Fair point. Okay. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for checking out the Meat Gistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.